0: Safari or Firefox or other browsers, like eliminating third party cookies, which are at the, at the core of how advertising is done today. Now advertisers are looking for this new alternatives. And here is where contextual AI has gained a lot of, of momentum.
1: Welcome to the Contextual Advertising 101 podcast. If you're an advertising or marketing leader who has heard about contextual advertising, but wants to learn more, then this show is for you. Throughout this podcast series, we will bring you a deep dive into some of the core concepts of contextual advertising, as well as interviews from marketing executives and publishers using contextual advertising today. This episode is brought to you by SeedTag, the world's leading contextual advertising company. Contextual intelligence allows you to engage with consumers within their universe of interest on a cookie-free basis. By delivering ads into content, we capture users' attention faster and retain it longer. Learn more and reach out to us at SeedTag.com.
2: Hi, I'm Amelia and I'm SeedTag's Global Head of Growth. I'll be your host today for the fifth episode of SeedTag's podcast, Contextual 101. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Powell, who is SeedTag's CTO, and we'll be discussing the topic of AI, artificial intelligence, and machine learning in advertising. So Paul, over to you. Can you give us a brief introduction yourself and what you do at SeaTac?
0: Thanks, Amelia, for having me today. I studied uh, computer science engineering, and I've been at SeaTac pretty much since the beginning, so like seven years ago, and took over the chief technology officer role five years ago. So my role is making sure that uh, we're at the forefront of technology, we're building the right stuff, um, and yeah, uh, managing engineering, and uh, yeah all those kind of functions regarding technology and machine learning
2: quite a big responsibility then so let's kick things off and discuss contextual ai machine learning so i was actually researching the topic and thinking about okay what exactly is ai and the simplest definition that i found was that it is the science of making machines smart would you say this is correct and what is your definition of ai
0: so ai is giving machines these abilities that would normally be attributed to humans so being able to reason uh, being able to learn understand uh, human language it's about making uh, these cold um, things these machines you know who behave in a very logic way uh, give give them these more abstract kind of abilities that would usually be human
2: so basically allowing machines to think in the same way as humans
0: kind of yeah kind of like that
2: okay so The other word or definition we're discussing today is machine learning. And obviously we talk a lot about this in CTAG's, you know, positioning in our speech. What exactly is machine learning and how does this work together with AI?
0: So actually like both words are used interchangeably nowadays. So it's kind of a bit blurred, but, but like the textbook definition or like machine learning would be a subset of AI. It is the part that focuses on having machines learn from example, from experience, rather than giving them a subset, you know, of rules they should act uh, upon. So, you know, in traditional programming, you will give them these set of rules. If this happens, then you do that. If this other thing happens, then you do this. So, in machine learning, what you do is that you start training a system to answer a specific question, like what's on this image or whatever, and um, you teach it by experience, so you start showing it examples until it figures out what it means that a dog is on an image, for example. So it learns based on experience rather than rules given hard-coded by a programmer.
2: Is it complex to train a machine to, to do this?
0: It's going to depend on the kind of problem you're facing, but let's say on, on most real problems nowadays, training these and doing it correctly takes tens of thousands to millions of examples. And you may have to make sure that you're accounting for any kind of biases um, and you're making sure that the results really make sense. So it, it's really a hard thing and, and much less deterministic so, than, than usual programming, where you just have a rule to fall back to if, if you don't understand why something's happening. So yeah, and hard.
2: Yeah, mm, I can imagine. So thinking about this episode, I was actually researching, you know, what exactly is AI and how does it affect us in our day to day? I've I actually found like multiple examples of AI in our daily lives. So thinking about smartphones, the fact that we have AI built into our smart assistants, you know, the portrait mode on our camera, also smart cars, you know, the fact that the world and all, a lot of auto manufacturers are moving towards new mobility solutions and being seen more environmentally friendly. The fact is AI is all around us. And actually my favorite example was the Discover Weekly on Spotify. So obviously AI is making the decisions of what we listen to, which sometimes is great but i've actually discovered a ton of new artists based on the recommendations that delivered to me so there are lots of different examples of ai but why does it seem so foreign to to people and sometimes when we're, we're talking about ai people sort of like roll their eyes slightly and it has a slightly negative connotation can you explain why that is
0: I think that comes from, you know, historically, we've always heard this uh, thing that machines are going to replace people in the workforce and stuff. I think this is initially where it comes from, because you're totally right. Like there's this very negative thing to it. I think that like the newer reason for this is how because uh, these big companies are using machine learning or artificial intelligence to uh, do this large scale. People analytic kind of things. So there is this behind the scenes monitoring and data collection going on, which they're using for some purposes, we which we don't know about. Uh, the consumer doesn't have any kind of input into this. Uh, it's happening, you know, without consent uh, until GDPR, but even then it's kind of a black box. I think it, that's the reason why it has all this negativity, you know, to it.
2: Yeah. I think people are always still a little bit afraid of what they're not sure about right. if there's an unknown right so exactly. okay so moving on to contextual ai and advertising what does contextual ai specifically mean and how does this work
0: contextual ai is this new form of of contextual targeting which was done like years ago so in contextual ai we're, we're not we're understanding what the user is exposed to at that point what his what he's reading listening to watching understand what the best time is for an advertiser to show their ad. So we're mixing both these things on the one side, what at, at what point in time the user is, what's his, uh, what's his disposition to, to seeing a certain kind of ad. And then for different advertisers, uh, what the best advertiser for a current situation would be. In this sense, uh, we're making sure that we're doing a match that is in real time between what the user is, is more interested in at that point and what the advertiser can offer at, at that point is in a messaging
2: kind of sense, so these are the use cases of contextual AI in advertising, yeah. you would say, yeah, because yeah. it was yeah. yeah, I thought it was quite interesting because again when I was and when I was looking into you know what exactly are some use cases of AI currently, obviously placing ads in real time, which is the backbone of cornerstone of programmatic, writing and testing ad copies. So that was something that was quite interesting for me because I wasn't aware that actually, like Facebook, for instance, uses this to to write and test copy and distribute to consumers what is actually driving high performance so there's lots of different use cases of contextual ai you could be
0: adjusting it right you could be adjusting it to the message to, to the context where the ad is going to show up on so for example if- If it's about the summer and it's high temperatures, you could use a different copy. You know, you could be adjusting it based on any kind of content, like uh, what the video, what the video the user is seeing. And that is a great example of testing different approaches. Like you could be testing uh, an A-B test, which you can enhance based on contextual AI. So yeah, there's lots of use cases for this.
2: Mm. I guess one of the core benefits is... something we'll come on to is the fact that we can do this at scale because for a human to do this it would take us you know months weeks years to be able to do the same work in terms of contextual ai why does it matter so much to advertisers now
0: it's second life contextual advertising has gained it's second life because of all the privacy stuff that is going on so obviously with cookies going away not just in chrome which we've heard for now for a while but Safari or Firefox or other browsers like eliminating third-party cookies, which are at the at the core of how advertising is done today. Now advertisers are looking for these new alternatives, and here is where contextual AI has, has gained a lot of uh, momentum, first because uh, it's it's a pro- completely privacy compatible alternative uh, to cookies. Also with, with all the new um, advances that's been, that's been made in, in AI over the last couple of years, we can really go beyond with contextual advertising historically. So we can really understand much better how uh, the content is positive or negative for a brand, what the proper content, the best, best content for a brand is or so much more. So we start focusing more on where the brand is, is going to show up on and less on you know mining user information and trying to guess who that is and shoehorn them into some kind of content, into some kind of segment. This is like a really new way because it's even though it's it's historically been done for a while, this is really a completely different thing that was been done before and that gives brands superpowers uh, when we're speaking about their delivering their message and creating brand association with their values and so much more.
2: I love that. I love the way that you stated it gives brand superpowers. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about ethics and transparency, is AI going too far in any way? Because, you know, is it something that can be trusted by advertisers as well as consumers? Because there is some online discussion that actually contextual programs don't give any insight as to how the alg- algorithms actually work. So, when this happens, obviously there raises a slight question mark as to what exactly is being tracked. But do you think that contextual AI can be trusted fundamentally?
0: I think the fact that they're they're a bit obscure is, is because of what, what we, we spoke about earlier. Like these, these systems, you, you train them with, with examples and then you don't really know how it's going to act. As, as much as you don't know how a person is going to act in a given situation, that this is going to depend on their background, their past experience. There are no such rules where you can just refer to and say, oh, okay, if this happens then it's going to do that, you, you don't really know. That's going to depend very strongly on how that AI was trained. So this puts a lot of burden on the company or you know how, how it was trained. You could be training very basic systems like these fairly easily, the barrier to creating these systems is not that high. What is difficult is, is accounting for all the different things that, that you should account for when and having the brand in mind and the kind of risks that you of expose a brand to if, if you're not doing this correctly. Really making sure that you're supervising the learning of the system correctly, that you're accounting for all the biases that you are really training it in all the different circumstances that this machine learning system or AI system is going to find itself in. Accounting for all of that it takes a lot of time. It's, it's hard, as we, as we mentioned. And it, going you know the, the, that last mile, not just training it on something and just putting it out there, that's where trust is going to be you know, a, core, a core thing. But if done well, for me, this is actually much more consumer- safe than let's say historical the historical means of doing advertising because you know what we've seen is that companies were doing this large you know they were following your movements they were tracking all that information they were building profiles all of that stuff which relies on companies having a lot of information storing a lot of information about you in contextual ai none of this is is there there's no secure inherent security risks involved because there is no information about you, or you know, about your browsing history or anything. So done right, it's actually safer for consumer privacy than any of the other means that we've uh, been doing in the industry before.
2: That makes complete sense. And tacking onto the variables that you've just mentioned, such as semantic analysis and being able to train the machines to be able to provide us with a highly granular output. What exactly is the level of accuracy that contextual AI can deliver? Because we talk a lot at CTAG about semantic analysis and sentiment. But there are other signals that can be included within this, such as user location, device, time of day, what are your current thoughts around the accuracy of contextual AI?
0: If done properly, we can get amazing precision accuracy on on uh, when, when targeting because we can account for, as you said, there's a lot of variables. And trying to fit them into something that that makes sense for targeting and doing that manually it's really hard what machine learning gives us or ai gives us is the ability to mix all of them and have a really great output so in that sense yes we can mix all these variables as you said like the tone of the article, for example, or we can mix what's on the images or what's on the video or there's so many things that these kind of systems can account for that we would not be able to express or would only would be very hard to express by other means that we can really protect brands from all kinds of risks, uh, very nuanced, and even for risks that might not have been accounted for because someone didn't specifically think about one risk that could show up on, show up on the web, and then you're suddenly seeing your you might see your brand in there. But with contextual, if you're doing this right, these systems can extrapolate for all of that and, and really give a much larger protection than any of these rule based systems or you know any other means.
2: I feel that we've, we've covered a lot of benefits of contextual AI. So protecting consumer privacy, you know, targeting consumers when they're receptive state of mind. I mean, what are the core, cool, let's just say, three benefits of contextual AI
0: for brands. It's going to be making sure that they, uh, that they're showing up in the best possible context. So their brand is always going to be su- going to be surrounded by really positive content or, or really or, or non-negative content. Let's say it's, or, or, or at least the one that's more fit for them, because it's really going to depend on the, on the advertisers. They're going to be at the point where they really have to be, and where they're going to make the biggest impact on, on consumers. So the second one for it would be privacy, definitely. We don't need that much information, uh, gather that much information about users and their interests and in, you know all of that to make really impactful and, and meaningful brand advertising. So definitely that has to be number two. And then for publishers, this is also gonna be great for really high quality publishers. This is gonna increase their monetization. I think this is gonna also have a, a large impact on, on high quality publishers.
2: Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question you, because we've talked about the, the impact of the of contextual AI on the advertising consumer, but what are the core benefits to the publisher? So as you say, increasing monetization, is there anything else that you can think of around this?
0: I think contextual is going to be good news for, for publishers because this is really going to be about their content in, in, a, in a way. So I, I think as the industry transitions towards a more contextual buy, uh, what we're gonna see is these high-quality publishers were really putting effort into producing this high-quality content and and you know putting the user first. I think they're gonna see they're gonna be big rewards for that because publishers are gonna so advertisers are gonna move away from low-quality content and uh, all these contextual systems are gonna just deprioritize those and put these high-quality uh, content this high-quality content first so i think it's going to be on the monetization side that's going to be super important because they're really be, going to be able to differentiate their their content from anyone else's today if you're just just doing um uh intent intent or you're doing after individual users you don't really care where you're impacting those well that's at least what we see in, in the industry but if we're really going out around the con focusing on the content and what the user is seeing then this high quality content is going to be key Um, So on one side, it's going to be monetization on the other side is really, I think, elevating the brand of the of the publisher in the eyes of the of the advertisers. So I think that's going to make unlock very key conversations with advertisers. And I think that's going to be very beneficial for publishers and also how they differentiate themselves from the walled gardens and putting this high quality content, you know, above, you know, user generated content from social networks Mm in the Facebook and
2: so on. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I actually read that the New York Times focused on a contextual advertising only sell for the European pages and they actually didn't see a drop in revenue. So yeah, it proves that it does work. So rounding off the episode and thinking about contextual AI, what are your predictions within this space?
0: In the near future, um, this is going to be about, you know, establishing what contextual AI really means. So what kind of capabilities do advertisers expect from these systems? What kind of position they expect? What kind of things they can target? Getting as much information from the web that can then be used for targeting. That's for me like the the, the baseline. And I see lots of companies showing interest in this and lots of movement, smaller startups popping up and building things around this. So I think this is where like, first step as we transition again into, into contextual and then for me the next step is probably and making sense of all of this so if there's so much stuff on the web and what's being talked about then the next thing is under for brands to understand okay how do my ads impact users depending on the content they're showing up on uh, and what are the best places for me to advertise on I think that's probably going to be uh, the next thing
2: as we transition into this well thanks pal i think that's all we have time for today i I mean i think it's safe to say that ai plays a large part of our everyday lives and is used online in a number of necessary use cases so obviously we've talked about audience identification building ad creative and testing optimization but everything is done at scale and specifically around contextual ai this allows advertisers to target their messaging to consumers in real time based on that human like understanding of the article page and knowing what is the most relevant ad to deliver at their point of interest so obviously it's a win-win for all you know we're respecting the consumer we're respecting their right to privacy so hopefully this will only build and be useful to to advertisers in the years to come so to our listeners i hope you've enjoyed today's podcast pal it was great to have you on here thank you very much
1: Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Contextual Advertising 101. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. To see all the show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head over to seedtag.com 101. This episode is brought to you by Seedtag, the world's leading contextual advertising company. Contextual intelligence allows you to engage with consumers within their universe of interest on a cookie-free basis. By delivering ads into content, we capture users' attention faster and retain it longer. Learn more and reach out to us at seedtag.com.